Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, Ellis Island opens to visitors on Monday after being closed for repairs since Hurricane Sandy. And some women are doing a bit of traveling on their own this weekend in Saudi Arabia as they protest their government's ban that forbids women to drive cars. Saudi Arabia is the only country, only country in the world that won't issue women driver's license. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. So in a protest that's rocked the country, in fact, as I speak live to you at about 10.08 Eastern on Saturday morning, uh, YouTube videos are, are post, videos are being posted on YouTube even now of women driving. This is a protest that has rocked the country uh, as women are defying the law by taking to the wheels. I was especially struck by the remark of one conservative cleric in Saudi Arabia this week. He made the absurd charge that if women drove cars, they would damage their ovaries and give birth to deformed children. I mean, what do you say to that? You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. I'm Rudy Maxa, your genial radio show host. And if you're a new listener... Allow me to reintroduce myself. We've got a few new stations the last month or so. This is not a show that sells you travel. I'm a journalist, not a travel agent. I'm a contributing editor with National Geographic Traveler magazine, also host and produce television shows on the great destinations of the world. 91 of them, in fact. They're half-hour shows on public television stations nationwide. This show aims to entertain and inform by bringing you guests in a broad, on a broad range of travel topics, whether it's a look at the airplanes of tomorrow or urban explorers who prowl the sewers and tunnels underneath major cities around the world. We talk to housekeepers, to airline pilots, seagoing captains, travel writers such as Paul Theroux. It's all part of our mandate to present you, the world, as a rich tapestry of cultures and cuisines and people's, wor people's worthy of your attention and perhaps even your travel dollars. Coming up this hour, for example, we'll meet America's foremost high-altitude mountaineer, Ed Vestiers, who has reached the summit of Mount Everest an astounding seven times. We'll continue a conversation we only started last week on the waste that cruise ships flush out into the world's oceans when they're out at sea. Friends of the Earth just released a report card on the worst offenders, and Marcy Kiever, Friends of the Earth director of the Oceans and Vessels program, is in the house to explain. Then the Big Sky Resort in Montana isn't one of the country's most famous ski resorts, but it is one of the biggest. We'll hear from an executive there, Sheila Chapman, and see if she can convince us to fly into Bozeman this winter for skiing. And Leading Hotels of the World is an association of some of the world's most glorious hotels. Cats live in five of them. I'll ask a man who knows if they enjoy the same five-star service as other hotel guests. Plus, as always, I'll have a few deals of the week toward the end of the hour. But first, let's take a quick look at this week's news and travel. Well, a shiver went up the spine of regular flyers of Southwest Airlines on Thursday when the CEO of Southwest, during an earnings conference call with investors, hinted that Southwest might curtail its bags-fly-free policy that has so distinguished that airline from the competition. Gary Keller, that's the CEO, noted that the flying public has come to accept baggage fees on most other airlines, fees, by the way, that have earned those airlines more than $3.5 billion last year. That's billion with a B. The Southwest CEO said the airline had no plans to charge for bags, at least through next year, but that if flyers came to understand a la carte pricing and prefer that approach, well, Southwest would be crazy, that's his word, not mine, would be crazy not to provide customers with what they want. 
Trust me, Mr. Kelly, nobody except perhaps your investors want Southwest to start charging for check bags. And hey, by the way, I'm an investor in Southwest, have been for decades. I don't want the airline to start charging for bags. Southwest has spent millions on an aggressive campaign to stress the fact your first two bags fly free. It's a great differentiator for the airline. It used to be America's small, scrappy carrier. It's now grown into a major, major airline. Now, it is true, I presume, that Southwest has raised fares, perhaps even enough to cover the lost revenue charging for bags, or the charging for bags might have earned on some routes. But I find bag fees as annoying as Internet connection fees in hotels. And two bags in a round-trip flight would add $100 to the price of that trip, presuming each bag costs $25 each way, as bags do on Southwest competitors. So we'll watch Southwest and see what they decide in 2014. Delta unveiled a new onboard safety announcement this week that includes a cameo uh, appearance by Alex Trebek of Jeopardy fame. Other guest stars include Santa Claus, a couple of elves. I've posted a link to it on my Facebook fan page, which is Rudy Maxa Travel Slash Leisure. But I posted another new safety announcement there I think that's even better. It's even more clever. It's by Air New Zealand, and it stars Betty White explaining the safety rules. It's basically the onboard safety announcement to folks at a beachfront retirement home. Even Gavin McLeod from Love Boat appears in the video called Safety Old School Style. Here's how Betty begins. <laughs> Listen up, people. This is my cousin's grandson and his buddy from Air New Zealand. They were telling me about their crazy safety videos. Well, I said, if you want to know about survival, talk to us, because you're going to want some advice from folks who have been there and done that. So, this is safety, old school style. Yeah. What did she say? We know you've probably seen it all before, but a few things may have changed a little since you last flew. Make sure any items by your feet are pushed well under the seat in front of you. Gavin McLeod, what's in the box? Oh, hi, Betty. Oh, uh, this is a priceless antique. A priceless antique? What is it? Your sense of humor. Oh, welcome aboard, Gavin. If the captain switches on the seatbelt sign, pop back into your allocated seat straight away. Put that seatbelt low across your hips and fasten it up. If you do need to get up, release by lifting the lever. These are oxygen masks. And if they drop in front of you, do what my friends here are doing by pulling down on your mask, placing over your nose and mouth, and breathing normally. Here you go. Like this. What do you know? You're young enough to be my grandson. I am your grandson. That's Gavin. If you're sitting with others, even a child, make sure your own mask is on before helping. Then there's a uh, scene later in the... Uh, in the clip, uh, it's in a dark nightclub, uh, followed by, uh, well, Betty White and Gavin, Gavin McLeod are in a dark uh, nightclub. And then it's followed by him sitting at a card table with a card partner who's fiddling with his smartphone. And Gavin McLeod tells him to turn off your electronic device, at which point the guy thinks he means his hearing aid. And uh, this message follows that. I don't know if we have that up, Jeff, do we? Life jackets for your baby. No matter where you are, smoking on any aircraft is prohibited at all times. As is any other hanky-panky that creates a bit of heat. In an emergency, we have lights on the floor that will help lead you to the exit. If your eyesight's not what it used to be, or you've forgotten where you are, your flight crew are now pointing out where your nearest exit is. Your nearest exit could well be behind you, so have a look and count the rows to the door. Jimmy, it's your move. Turn off your electronic device. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jimmy, your phone! 
What? I can't hear you. I turned off my electronic device. All electronic devices must now be switched off. Yep. If you are going to oh use my. electronic devices such as your phone, well, there you go. That's. I mean, it's. I, it's certainly the most creative onboard safety announcement I have ever seen. Air New Zealand put some money into it um, with Betty White and Gavin McLeod. It's quite, quite clever. Again, I posted the link to both the Delta and Betty White's Air New Zealand spot on my Facebook fan page, Rudy Max at Travel Slash Leisure. Hit the like button when you're there too, won't you? We're going to come right back in just a moment. We're going to talk about which cruise ships are dumping more waste into the ocean than others. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. I'm Rudy Maxa. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Honey, you know that flight we were supposed to fly out on tomorrow? It's been canceled because of the weather. This was supposed to be our dream vacation. How did we end up here in the emergency room? Where's my luggage? The carousel is empty. Got a travel insurance plan? If you do, you can be covered for trip cancellation due to a covered reason. Medical expenses, lost luggage, and more. Cover yourself today. Call your travel agent or visit TravelGuard.com. Coverage provided by TravelGuard Group Inc., a licensed insurance producer. Coverage will be limited by the terms and conditions of the policy and may not be available in all states. Insurance underwritten by National Union Fire Insurance Company of Pittsburgh, PA. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. Hey, new kid, ever have that dream where nothing works? Orders are backed up, production lines not producing, management screaming, no solution in sight? Not me. Why? Granger. Granger's got everything we need. In a book, an app, a website, hundreds of branches. Knowing a solution is on its way soothes me to sleep at night. I love the Granger catalog in all its forms. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. This part of the show is brought to you by Travel Guard, and here's an offer you might want to take advantage of. Travel Guard has teamed up with Reader's Digest, a name you know and trust, to produce a free smart spender's travel guide that will tell you how you can afford a vacation, how to save at hotels, restaurants, and resorts, what to do to avoid making expensive travel mistakes, and about 110 more money-saving tips. Travel Guard is the nation's leading provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. This free smart spender's travel guide is uh, available at TravelGuard.com, or you can go to the radio show website at RudyMaxa.com and click on that banner on the top of the front page. It's been a couple months since we talked about Everest. 
Everest, and there is a new book out that, believe me, talks about Everest. And it's written by one of the premier climbers um, in the terms of climbers, one of the foremost high-altitude mountaineers. His name is Ed Vestiers, and he has written a new book called simply The Mountain, subtitled My Time on Everest. And if you don't think he's put in time on Everest, he has climbed, first climbed Everest when he was 27 years old in 1987, and he climbed it again the 11th time in 2009. You were about 50 years old, according to your book then, right, Ed? Yeah, just shy of 50 years old. And you trained to be a veterinarian. Did you ever practice as a veterinarian? I did. You know, I, I graduated from veterinary school. Um, I actually graduated early so I could go on my first Everest expedition. But when I came back, obviously, I needed a job. And so I worked for a couple of years in, in a couple of clinics that were run by friends. And they were very gracious, you know, throughout those two years to keep letting me go away on expeditions. And finally, I, I asked one too many times, and they said, you know what, Ed, I don't think this is working out for us. And so I thought, you know, at the time, this was in the late 80s, you know, that I would put my veterinary career aside for a while. And, you know, I'm still putting it aside up to now because I, I was able to turn my climbing into a profession. You know, your book is, it is for, I'm a non, I mean, let me tell you, you once, you and I, I was once in Seattle and you took, you were going to take me up Mount Baker, but fortunately for me, the weather wasn't so great up there, so we didn't get very high, but I was honored to be by your side for the first thousand feet or so. But for me as a non-climber, reading this book, it is just riveted with, if that's the right word, it shouldn't, I should say woven with stories of peril of mental toughness and mental deterioration of, uh, well, anybody who's read John Krakauer's book Into Thin Air is familiar with that, and you happened to be on the mountain or near at, the, at a base camp in the mountain when that happened. You had decided not to go up that day, correct? Right. You know, we were there uh, making the IMAX Everest film, and I was there with David Brashears, and so there was a lot of teams on the mountain, and um, you know Scott Fisher and Rob Hall and the Taiwanese they joined forces, and they, you know, on their calendar wanted to go to the summit on May 10th, and uh, we, because of the crowds and the weather, you know, we'd kind of decided, well, maybe we'll go on May 9th, and we didn't like the weather conditions and the fact that there were maybe going to be too many people on the upper mountains, so we went down to wait for something better, and then they went up, and a lot of things happened on that day. You know, people want to point fingers at a certain person or a certain decision. It was just a multitude of rules that were broken, mistakes that were made, and you know how that snowball happens then. And then a storm hits the mountain, and that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, and you were and then, watching this from lower below through a telescope or binoculars, and you were saying, turn around, turn around, turn around. Yeah, I mean, I could see them high on the mountain. I mean, they were still 300 feet from the summit, and it was already 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And so they'd already gone beyond their turnaround time, and they were still going up. And I was, you know, there was no way for me to actually communicate to them, but I was like, you know, what are you guys doing? Look at your look at your watches. You have to start down now before it's too late. Um, not knowing that the weather was going to deteriorate, but knowing that you know, with all that time being used, they were running out of oxygen. They were going to run out of energy, and people were going to be in dire straits as it was coming down. And then, of course, the storm hit, and then it just you know, it just everything fell apart. 
you decided to put, or you and your team decided to push on with the movie, and you actually did a couple of days later summit Everest in better weather. You beat the, you got up there before the camera got up there, so you're not even in the, in in that incredible IMAX movie uh, at the summit. But the most poignant thing was coming back down and finding two of your friends who were were dead on the mountain and sitting down next to them and having a a, a moment. I mean, that is what is so powerful about this the stakes are so high and so final in this climbing and the other thing that you that weaves throughout your book is your sense of family you climbed several times before you met your wife you climbed after you met your wife she helped you on the climbs um by being at base camps and then you really had a difficult time climbing you have four children you had a couple kids when or four when you climbed the last time and they right you know and and you know, what I tell people is, I said, you know, we go into the mountains, we know there's a certain amount of risk, the objective danger, and, and we accept that. I mean, when you go and drive your car down the highway, there's objective danger that you can't control, and you accept it. The majority of problems and accidents and deaths that occur in the mountains are, are people making what I call, you know, bad decisions, you know, pilot error. Um, people are willing to do whatever they can just to get to the top. You know, they break rules. They climb too late. Um, they're nearly exhausted when they reach the top. They have not planned for coming down, and that's a huge mistake. And my motto has always been, you know, getting to the summit is optional. Getting down is mandatory. No matter what happens, at the end of the day, I want to be alive. So all of my planning and training and, and thinking when I go on these trips is based on what I call the round trip. It has to be a round trip. And you can't let your ambition, you know, overcome what I call your common sense. Your instincts are telling you a lot of things up there. And if the alarm bells are ringing, you know, you've got to listen to those alarm bells and, and think about what you're doing. And a lot of people simply don't. I was about to read that quote from page 58 in your book. Let me repeat it to, uh, for the listeners. Reaching the summit is optional. Getting down is mandatory. My guest is Ed Vestiers. Uh, he is the author with David Roberts of The Mountain, My Time on Everest, a brand-new book published by Touchstone. And we're talking about that, that book now. Even when you filmed the IMAX movie or when you were involved in the filming of the IMAX uh, movie, you had to be careful to keep extraneous people out. Uh, but one thing that has come out in, in the last couple of years in various articles is this, uh, is the traffic, are the traffic jams on the, on the mountain now, the number of people who want to summit it, and uh, that in, in, in its own way poses a bit of danger, just the number of people, correct? Yeah, you know, Everest is very popular. You know, it's a brand, you might say, and if you're an amateur climber, albeit experienced amateur, you know, you climb a lot of mountains in the world, and usually one of those mountains on your list is going to be Everest. And so there's a lot of people out there now adventuring, whether it's climbing or scuba diving. There's just more people doing it, and, and there's guides that are providing those services. And so a lot of those folks end up on Everest. You know, there's the spring season, which is the most popular. And then what happens is, is you know, during the, the two months of buildup, you're, you're setting up all the camps, and then in May you wait for that window of weather to come for you to go to the top. And rather than waiting for the second good day or the third or the fourth good day, everybody wants to go on that first good day. And it becomes this, you know, horde mentality. 150, 200, 300 people going at the same time. 
And, you know, if I had been there during one of those events, I'd say, I'm going to sit back and watch and let everybody go. I'll go tomorrow or I'll go next week. There's going to be another chance. But everybody's afraid that there won't be. And this we're not talking a two or four lane highway here. This is no. I mean you you've got to go single file for much of the last portion, correct? Well, yeah, the whole upper mountain. I mean, it's very steep. It's very icy, and and because of the commercial guiding, there's a fixed rope that is attached to the mountain with anchors, and there's typically one fixed rope. So if somebody's at the front of that rope and you're number one fifty on that rope, you've got to go to the pace that the guy at the front is going and it's like a conga line that's what we call it in in the book you know step by step you're going the same pace and you're all attached to that single rope and we just got about a minute left are people coming down on that single rope as well as as, as people are going up yeah but uh, you you got to imagine on that on that given day most of the people are headed up and there are a few people perhaps coming down and in some cases they'll string a second rope to have a down rope and an up rope, but in a lot of sections, there's only one rope. And then the people that are coming down sometimes have to either let go or just kind of work their way around everybody and just kind of grab the rope whenever they can on their way down. The book is called The Mountain, My Time on Everest. The author is Ed Viesters, who is a pro at climbing mountains. You can find more information at his website, which is edviesters.com. Let me spell Viesters for you. It's V as in Victor, I-E-S-T-U-R-S, edviesters.com. Com. Ed, thank you. It's just a gripping, gripping read, and I appreciate your writing it, and thank you for spending time with us. Well, thanks for having me. We'll be back in Rudy Max's world right after this break. Don't touch that dog. Rudy Max's world is coming right back, so get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here, inviting you to discover what Ireland's great cities have to offer. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, Galway, and Kilkenny are as rooted in history as they are in the 21st century. From ancient landmarks to five-star hotels, from a new generation of chefs cooking up a foodie scene as dynamic as it is delicious to iconic castles and coastlines, all are within easy reach of these vibrant city hubs that are making their way onto best destination lists from National Geographic to TripAdvisor. Plan a trip today and go to Ireland.com or RudyMaxa.com and click on Sponsors. Hey, new kid, ever have that dream where nothing works? Orders are backed up, production lines not producing, management screaming, no solution in sight? Not me. Why? Granger. Granger's got everything we need in a book, an app, a website, hundreds of branches. Knowing a solution is on its way soothes me to sleep at night. I love the Granger catalog in all its forms. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. And this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. It's easier than ever to visit Ireland with the addition this year of direct flights from major U.S. cities. And in 2014, travelers from the West Coast will be able to fly nonstop on Aer Lingus from San Francisco to Dublin. Once there, once in Ireland that is, 
You'll be in one of the hippest destinations in Europe, able to visit ancient landmarks, stay in five-star hotels, and sample cuisine by a new generation of chefs. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, and others have recently been listed as the, on the best destination lists of National Geographic and TripAdvisor. So what are you waiting for? Plan a trip today by visiting Ireland.com for more information and experience the vacation of a lifetime in Ireland. We talked last week very briefly, too briefly, with Marcy Kiever. She works with Friends of the Earth, and she is their Oceans and Vessels Program Director. And the subject was an annual report card that Friends of the Earth does regarding how cruise ships and cruise lines dispose of their waste while at sea. And we just touched on this topic, and I asked Marcy if she would rejoin us for a little longer segment. Th- thank you for coming back, Marcy. How are you today, Rudy? Fine. Before we start, let me, let me just understand. How do you know, how does anybody know how ships out in the middle of the ocean or anywhere in the ocean deal with their sewage treatment, what their air pollution uh, uh, output is. How do you, how, what's the methodology for this report, for determining the report cards? Uh, well, right. We have, we have some idea uh, about um, what these cruise ships are dumping. Um, they, they do have to tell some information to various governments, including the U.S., um, and we do actually correspond with them to find out what type of technology they're using to treat their sewage and to align they have gotten back to us, which is a change in previous years. So we, we appreciate that dialogue with the cruise industry, um, and, and we really want to make sure that people know uh, what is available when they, when they take a cruise and when they choose that, that type of vacation. And what is the, what is the state-of-the-art way of disposing of waste at sea, uh, or, or storing it for that matter, and what is the ancient way of the bad way of doing it? Ancient is right. Uh, the technology is more than thirty years old, um, and the newer technology is called it advanced sewage treatment. Um, advanced pretty much tells you what we're talking about, um, and the old technologies, just known as uh, marine sanitation devices, and they're just not using the technology that's available today. Um, you know, many ships. I think about a little over forty percent of of the fleet that we looked at is still using that thirty-year-old technology to treat and dispose of their sewage. But paint me a picture of what that means. Does that mean simply compacting a whole bunch of garbage and then tossing it overboard, basically? Well, garbage is a different story. Um, in many cases, they, they, they definitely compact everything because of space needs and dispose of it or recycle it at port. Um, okay. When it comes to wastewater and sewage, uh, it's a much different story. Um, they you know, separate out the solids, um, and you know, that in many cases gets incinerated and either dumped at sea or, or disposed of at port. Uh, and then the wastewater part of that gets treated to uh, good or not so good standards and then discharged at sea in almost every case. And is that okay? Is, is the state of the art okay? It's much, much better. Um, it's still not perfect. Um, you know, many in the industry call it drinking water quality. It's not something I or probably most people would want to drink. Um, but uh, it, you know, it's leaps and bounds better than this, this old technology that still, unfortunately, 40% of these ships are, are using. It sort of reminds me of gray water that resorts use to, for example, water golf courses and so on. Um, uh, Marcy, is, what is, is the trend our friend in talking to cruise lines? Are, well, are, 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 are they committed to upgrading their technology? Do you get Many that sense? Many of them are. Uh, Disney Cruise Line tops our, our report card this year and has for the last couple of years. Um, but previous to that, when we first graded uh, the lines in 2009, they were getting an F. 
And so we can really see a cruise line improve. Um, you know, Royal Caribbean has moved up as well, um, especially in the sewage treatment uh, category. Um, you know, they weren't, uh, I think they have one ship left to convert to this advanced sewage treatment. And so, you know, they're just going to continue to go up, we hope. Um, but, you know, many others, Cruise lines, unfortunately, the largest cruise line in the world with 24 ships only has two with these advanced sewage treatment systems and 22 that are not up to grade. And I noticed one of the most expensive cruise retail-wise, price, Silver Sea Cruises, gets an F for sewage treatment, an F for air pollution reduction. They get an A for water compliance, but water quality compliance. But I do notice a lot of Fs for air pollution reduction, except on the part of, say, you know, Disney World and Princess Cruises. Right, right. And What's you know, going on we, there? We wanted to look at both of those things um, because, you know, when people choose to take a cruise, um, you know, it's not just the, the quality of our waters that's important. It's public health and, you know, people breathing at these ports and, and around the world. And so um, we, we took a look at what technologies these cruise lines were um, installing to reduce their air pollution footprint. So you don't see that black soot coming out of their smokestacks, um, you know, which is harmful to all of us. And um, un unfortunately, many, many ships are just not taking advantage of, of new technologies. One in particular is known as shore power, where you turn your ship off at port and, and you oh, plug yeah. into cleaner, greener shore-based power. All right, here's what we've done. We have put a link to Friends of the Earth's uh, report card on both cruise lines and cruise ships, so you can look at individual ships. And look, That's if you right. get on one of the ships that has a good grade, say something to the captain to management. Enough people do it, it'll get, it'll get up the pipeline, and, you know, there are uh, public uh, opinion does matter. Marcy, thanks so much for spending a little more time with us. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Marcy Kiever is the Oceans and Vessels Program Director of Friends of the Earth. I think we'll be checking in with her again at the very latest a year from now for the latest report card. But again, check it out. Go to Facebook, my Facebook fan page, Rudy Max at Travel Slash Leisure, and there's a link to the report card. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Look, kid, you're new here. So let me tell you the three keys to a long, happy career. First, high heat gloves, page 2640 of the Granger Catalog. Second, intrinsically safe earmuffs, page 2606. Third, portable eyewash stations, page 2790. Am I the grand poobah of workplace safety? No. Granger is. They have page after page of safety products. The Granger catalog and all its forms. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. 
For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. Honey, you know that flight we were supposed to fly out on tomorrow? It's been canceled because of the weather. This was supposed to be our dream vacation. How did we end up here in the emergency room? Where's my luggage? The carousel is empty. Got a travel insurance plan? If you do, you can be covered for trip cancellation due to a covered reason. Medical expenses, lost luggage, and more. Cover yourself today. Call your travel agent or visit TravelGuard.com. Coverage provided by TravelGuard Group Inc., a licensed insurance producer. Coverage will be limited by the terms and conditions of the policy and may not be available in all states insurance underwritten by National Union Fire Insurance Company of Pittsburgh, PA. Hi, Rudy Maxa inviting you to explore one of the hippest destinations in Europe, Ireland. Ireland's fascinating cities, including Dublin and Belfast, are making their way onto the best destination lists of Lonely Planet, National Geographic, and TripAdvisor. 2013 has seen a huge increase in access with many flights from various U.S. cities making a visit to Ireland highly accessible. And once you arrive, there's never been a better time to taste Ireland's fabulous cuisine in Dublin's Creative Quarter or sample some of the freshest seafood from the nearby coast in Galway City. Meet the new generation of chefs in Belfast, Cork, or Kilkenny, taking fresh seasonal ingredients and transforming them into mouth-watering dishes. In 2014, the Wild Atlantic Way will open. That's Ireland's first long-distance driving route, offering visitors an opportunity to truly discover the west coast of this breathtaking country. Come, discover all that Ireland has to offer by planning a trip today. For more information, go to Ireland.com or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. It's 43 minutes after the hour. You're listening to Rudy Maxa's World. I am Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. I've skied a lot of places in the United States, um, New England, uh, even even Blue Knob, Pennsylvania, my first skiing experience. I still can't get that out of my mind. It's called Blue Knob for a reason. But I've never skied in Montana, skied in Utah, skied in Colorado, skied in California, never skied in Utah. But I certainly have heard of the Big Sky Resort in Big Sky, Montana. What a great name for a place. Sheila Chapman works there as uh, the PR manager. And uh, I-, I wanted to ask her about this place because I, I understand you say it's the, the biggest ski resort in the country the, or the place for the biggest skiing in the country, Sheila. What do you mean by that? Well, um, we just uh, merged with Moonlight Basin, which shares part of the Lone Peak Mountain. Uh, it's a mountain that's 11,166 feet in elevation, and you can ski from the top of it. Um, and by acquiring uh, Moonlight and being uh, together as one big sky resort, we've now become the largest ski resort in the United States, uh, larger than Vail. Do you mean by 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 dimensions you mean actual physical yes yes wow that's Um, a big resort it is it's 5,750 acres and the vertical drop is 4,350 feet so right there you have plenty to do in a seven-day trip who names you've got great names there moonlight basin big sky montana what was the other one uh, the other one is Spanish Peaks. We actually, um, it's an area that we acquired another 200 acres from, uh, actually a little over 200 acres, and it's all contiguous by chairlift. So you can get through all of that terrain by chairlift and never have to get into a car. And when does the season begin out there? 
Thanksgiving Day. We uh, pride ourselves on opening on Thanksgiving Day. Um, we always have a backup of being able to make snow if uh, Mother Nature hasn't uh, cooperated very much with us. <laughs> and how long does the season generally go to? Um, yeah, we have a pretty long season. We go until uh, usually mid-April. This year we're going to close uh, April 20th, so we'll be open for uh, Easter. Wow, you're sort of like Mammoth Mountain there in California where they go they go a long time, as you do. Yeah. All right. How yeah. do I get how do I get the big sky big sky from anywhere in the United States? You know, uh, we have direct flights into Bozeman Airport. It's the Bozeman Yellowstone International Airport. Our resort is about 50, 50 minutes south of that airport, and then about another fifty minutes south of us is the west entrance to Yellowstone. So we are in a perfect spot to be between a major airport, which is the busiest airport in Montana, and Yellowstone National Park. And is that part of Yellowstone open in the winter? Uh, yeah, there is. Um, there's snowmobiling in Yellowstone, and they have uh, companies that do snow coach tours. So you don't have to actually ride your own snowmobile, but you can still um, experience Yellowstone with the pristine uh, winter nature that's there. And the guides there will come up to our resort and pick you up. Oh, excellent, excellent. And uh, how are lift ticket prices looking this year for a standard adult walk-up ticket? You know, for all that train, you're getting it for $99. If you do some lodging um, lodging and ski stay packages with us, you can get it for a lot less. And is Big Sky actually a skiing village? I mean, stores, shops, condominiums, the the entire scene? Absolutely. We have actually now we have um, two different um, villages. We have one that's called the Madison Villages, which is on that moonlight side, and then our main mountain village. And it has a mountain mall there with shops in it, lots of restaurants. We have everything from Economy Hotel up to Luxurious Hotel right on the list, I mean right on the slope side, mm-hmm. and uh, individual homes, condos, anything that you need, we can accommodate. I presume you have a nice mix of all levels of skiing from green to blue to black to double black? Absolutely. Actually, um, what I like is all the way across our mountain, there's plenty of greens and blues that intermix with some nice black ones. So if a family of different abilities can still ski together. Uh, and then our Lone Peak, the, the top of that mountain, that's like heli skiing without the helicopter. Wow. Uh, we have posted some pictures, or uh, Janet uh, DeAcevedo McDonald, my executive producer, has posted some pictures of Big Sky on uh, my Facebook p- fan page, Rudy Max at Travel Slash Leisure. Uh, Sheila, I presume there are packages and all kinds of deals to be had. Is there a website that uh, we should send someone to? Absolutely. It's really easy. BigSkyResort.com. BigSkyResort.com. Terrific. Um, well, I appreciate your dropping by. I, uh, I'm i a stranger to Montana, and uh, I'm delighted to, to learn about uh, Big Sky. I hope you have a, I hope a lot of snow falls out of the heavens in the next several weeks, and that Thanksgiving opens with a lot of Mother Nature as uh, another major's natural stuff. Perfect. Thank you, Rudy. Thanks, Sheila. Sheila Chapman works with Big Sky Resort in Big Sky, Montana. You fly into Bozeman, and it sounds like it's about 50 miles away, and, you know, you take a day off and go right into Yellowstone. Stick around. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages.
The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. So nice to have you with me here. I hope you join me every weekend and hang here in Rudy Maxa's World. Always, always nice to have uh, listeners who are interested in travel. Now, you know, you hear that 800 number given out by the announcer during the breaks. As you probably know, this is a very interview-driven show, but occasionally we'll have folks on if they have a question that might be of use to a larger audience. Um, sometimes I just answer questions very quickly. Keep in mind, I am not a travel agent. I do not plan trips. Uh, so please don't call me up and say, oh, the three of us are going to drive through Europe. Where should we? What should we see and where should we eat and where should we stay? I don't do that. Uh, airline revenue numbers were released over the course of this past week. It was a banner quarter for all but one airline. Delta reported its best ever quarterly results in the history of the airline, earning $1.37 billion in a quarter. So did Alaska Airlines report uh, best ever quarterly results. They earned $157 million, or it earned $157 million. So did Southwest and U.S. Airways. That's four airlines that got their very best numbers. Now, American Airlines would have had record earnings, if it didn't have costs associated with its bankruptcy and proposed merger with U.S. Airways. So who was the loser? Who was bringing up the rear? Well, United Airlines did make a profit. But compare its $379 million in earnings with Delta's $1.37 billion. Oh, enough said. United still lags and is considered sort of the goat in the industry. Some analysts point to its weak hub system. It only commands 18% of the business at its L.A. hub, only 40% in Denver, and only 45% in Chicago. Its only real stronghold is Newark. United CEO blamed a software forecasting error on the poor showing that quarter. I think what that meant was the software didn't correctly judge when to raise prices as tickets were sold. Now, given that airlines have been doing that for decades, I don't quite get that, but we'll see. United just seems to keep having trouble. Overall, the industry is firmly in the black and on its way to earn $6.6 billion this year compared to just $200 million that quarter last year. That's a huge jump, very big difference. Um, all right, let's do a few deals of the week here, Jeff. Not a lot of deals, actually, today. All right. Enterprise Rent-A-Car. We do this every year. It's always nice to have this deal back. It's the return of Enterprise's $9.99 a day weekend rental. Uh, this works for them. Now, you know, the one problem I have with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, I love the firm, but, you know, most of their rental stations are closed on Saturday afternoon and Sunday. So that has created sort of an imbalance in inventory. Anything stuck on the lot by Saturday is going to sit unrented until Monday. So Enterprise, every time this year when rental car business slows down, gives you these ridiculously low weekend rates if you agree to pick up your car on Friday and keep it until Monday. $9.99 a day for economy and compact cars, $19.99 a day for full-size cars. Again, you've got to pick it up on Friday. You can return it Monday. You only receive 100 free miles a day, so don't try to drive cross-country. Uh, and by the way, most airport locations don't offer that rate. Still, it's the cheapest rental around if you can do it. This uh, is valid for rentals until May 21st. You may have some blackouts over holidays and big city weekends. So there you go. Uh, Air New Zealand has got some deals, beginning with flights from North America to Australia for as little as $1,448 if you book by August, October 28th for travel next year. The travel window is March 1st through the 31st and May 1st through June 8th. Sample fares, L.A. to London, $925 round trip on Air New Zealand. Not bad. L.A. to New Zealand, 1308 You got to book on Air New Zealand's website. Uh, what, God, we've got a lot of deals this week. Let me see. what The Broadmoor, you know the resort in Colorado Springs? Nice resort. It's got some winter savings, especially good for children, November 1st through April 30th. 
free dining for kids under 10 when accompanied by a paying adult, comp admission to the resort's movie theater, a 30% discount on published suite rates if you'd like a suite because you're traveling as a family. Prices are going to be about $95 per person, not including taxes and fees, and they're going to throw in some free classes and activities involving cooking and fitness and sports. Check it out at broadmoor.com if you are interested in heading to Colorado. Got a lot of business class airfare deals. What else? If you're a member of a Starwood's preferred guest program, Starwood Hotels and Resorts in North America and Latin America are offering a continental breakfast for two, plus 35% off room rates if you're booked by December 30th. It's valid for weekend stays at hotels and stays all days of the week at resorts. Plus, if you pre-register your uh, Starwood uh, preferred guest program card or its number, uh, you'll get bonus Starwood points on stays through December 15th. Sinesta Hotels, starting today, is offering 40% off their best rates when booked 21 days in advance before December 1st. So you plan a great weekend getaway to visit friends or family. The promo code is ADV. ADV is in Victor 40. It's good for stays November 17th through December 31st. That's it. Sinesta Hotels. Lufthansa's business class has gone on sale. They just announced it. Uh, got a book by November 5th. Uh, offering flights in business class until November 5th on selected routes. Their departure airports are a lot. Atlanta, Boston, Charlotte, Chicago, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Houston, L.A., Miami, New York, Orlando, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. You've got a book online at, uh, at Lufthansa. Here's some sample prices. Boston to Brussels, $23.99 round trip in business. So you're probably saving about $1,500 on these fares. Atlanta to Frankfurt, $25.99. Uh, Washington to Milan, $28.09. Not bad. That includes all taxes, fees, and carrier charges. Now, you got to depart between 14th of December and return by the 3rd. Uh, uh, excuse me, depart between the 14th of June and the 3rd of January. You can return anytime between the Christmas Day and the 7th of February. Now there you go. Coming to the end of the first hour here in Rudy Max's World. Thanks for being with me. We've got a whole another hour. If your station's leaving us this hour, as you know, I always say it's a crime and shame. I'm sorry about it. Uh, most of our stations stay on for the second hour, I'm happy to say, and we will be back after about a six-minute break for some local news and messages. We've got a whole other raft of guests and some interesting conversation about travel. Please stay with me. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're listening to Rudy Maxa's World. We'll be back. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.